seems cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless soul, with Aaron and Rohit world. It's a hopeless soul, with Aaron and Rohit world. Here we are. We are alive. We have made it through to another episode. It was touch and go for a bit, but we did it. We are here with a wild show, a wild theme, and I have a hunch this is going to be the best show we've ever done. You've said that many times before, and we've always had great shows, but you already started out with a flat out lie, Aaron Wolf. (laughs) What was the lie? That we're alive. I've yet to be convinced that I'm not, (laughs) you know, that I haven't passed away and this is just my ghost floating through the motions. And it's, it's, Ro, it's referring to the fact that, shit, I just dropped my headphone. One sec. This is why this is already the best show. Um, We, uh, Ro, it is referring to the, to part of our theme and that is, uh, Harry Styles that we went to a Harry Styles concert and Rohit has yet to get over the flutters in his heart from seeing that man perform live. Yeah. Yeah. He's a beautiful man and he did a hell of a job on the first show of his tour. Um, but, and he, and he is half our theme. He is half of our theme. And part of that reason he's half of our theme is, you know, it's exceeding expectations, kind of going into something open-minded and coming away with your mind blown and yeah and and then and then going right to uh, a, f- a number of days later the other half of our theme going right to the city of Las Vegas Rohit and I took a trip to Las Vegas and um that's the other part of our theme and it might be why Rohit is still dead yeah. and it might be why I'm still dead yeah, that place is dangerous, man. Like, <laughs> uh, well, well, let's. Just, I'll just say this before, and we are going to work in Vegas and Harry Styles into the topics of our show, which are far and wide and vast. But uh, Rohit, would you say you had fun at Harry Styles? I had a freaking blast. I mean, when we rolled up, I was like, "Oh man, we are out of our element," you know, because Ina she gave us you and me two free tickets, so the three of us all went together. And what we forgot was to wear tight pink Hillary Clinton suits, pantsuits, and <laughs> and boas and boas. Um, and there was boa detritus all around the city of Inglewood um, because of all the feathers flying off of people's boas, and it was something. Um, I'm happy that I also have to do my my eye test um, before December because sometimes they do a hearing test as well, um, and I feel the oh, oh yeah the level of decibels of screaming teenage girls it might have actually killed a solid nine percent of my hearing that I have remaining. Right, and then and then you went to Vegas, and then I went to Vegas. Where we where we saw like like four concerts or something like that. God, yeah, in three nights. Well, I only saw three in three. You saw four. And I in saw three. four. Night one was Dead Mouse. Night two, Steve Aoki. Day three was Dylan Francis. And night four for you <laughs> was, was uh, Marshmallow. Marshmallow. <laughs> and I could hear that from my it, room on the fifty sixth floor. And if you don't, if you don't, if you don't know um, who any of these people are, it doesn't really matter. No, yeah, <laughs> but they're all cool. I mean, Steve Aoki, people, and Dad, yeah, they're all famous. Um, all right, well, let's get into the show because we are going to refer to these topics and come back to them. Um, Rohit and I are both at dead now, so dead now. So you can. Uh, but let's go right in because the first topic is uh, is something I want to address. It's serious, and okay. um, I just 
we've touched on it before, but I really want to go there. Um, Jew hate. So in my, my grandfather is a Holocaust survivor. Mm-hmm. Came over here. That's why I'm here. Um, in my lifetime, uh, I always thought America was a place for Jews to feel um, like a sanctuary place for Jews, a place for Jews to prosper and to where the themes and the things that went on in the Holocaust were something that everyone here shunned, scorned, thought were terrible and looked out for Jews because that would never happen in this country. And, you know, ever since some of the Trump stuff happened, ever since he said uh, there are good people on both sides in Charlottesville when there was a a white supremacist Nazi rally, um, and I know I know the response that some of the MAGA people say. Oh, he then said something about how I whatever he whatever he said after the the speech. I've watched the whole speech. You don't say there's good people on both sides ever, ever when there is one side that is filled with white supremacists and Nazis. You never say that. So anyone who says otherwise, you're wrong. Simple. So since then, some of his rhetoric, a lot of the um, extreme right rhetoric has teetered on Jew hate. Some uh, some of the attacks on synagogues were from these right-wing MAGA people. Um, uh, Pittsburgh, San Diego are a few that come off the top of my head. And that's led to, starting around the BLM movement, there was some extreme, I guess, B, like left-wing BLM like Farrakhan type uh, supporters who um, who went the other way and started started hating Jews in a whole different manner. And that's led to the things like Kanye West, Kyrie Irving, um, and anyone also who says they don't matter, they're just, uh, you know, he's just a musician or whatever. They do matter because people follow them. And in this day and age, in this current era, Donald Trump's a celebrity. Kanye West's a celebrity. They're all celebrities. Like it's not, there's not like uh, Kanye West has big religious concert things. I've seen Kanye West four times in concert. Um, So I've been one of the fans of his and the Jew hate, when they hate, people follow their hate. Just like when Hitler came to power, and I'm not directly comparing, but when Hitler came to power, it started with speech. It started with him being a person who spoke of hate toward Jews, and it grew and grew and grew. And so, and I have someone who I I know on, uh, and this was an exchange we had, and I'm going to read it. I didn't get his permission and I don't give a shit. Um, he said, uh, I posted something. I did not, I did not um, ask for his response. I just posted, stop the Jew hate and educate. Hashtag all love. And then this person wrote, who is spreading it? Nobody cares about Kanye. No, you, Mr. White Guy who isn't a Jew, doesn't care about Kanye. Yes, we Jews do. We do care when there, when this type of hate is spread. So who are you to say anything? And then I wrote him back and I said, the hate is everywhere. Threats to synagogues in New Jersey this week. There were threats to synagogues from a white supremacist. And I said, and you know it. And also I said, I'm Jewish. I get hate. So tell me I'm making my own hate against me for being Jewish. Tell me I'm making that up. And I got it like two days ago. I got written something against Jews for on the post and I deleted it because it was something derogatory about Jews. Um, so one, if you're not Jewish, you cannot tell someone who is Jewish what they can and can't feel about someone else's actions and words. You can't do it. 
you don't have relatives who died in the Holocaust. Two, if you are understanding of the situation, we have to educate so that we stand up against the hate. But what makes me feel hopeless, Rohit, and I just wanted to go on that rant, what makes me feel hopeless is I think it's only going to get worse and worse and worse. And I can't believe in my lifetime um, I'm seeing this because I just never thought it would exist like this. And this is, I'm someone who I think I've said on this show, has had, I had in high school a swastika uh, drawn on my locker. Um, so it's not like I haven't felt the hate, but in this of this magnitude, I just never thought so. So give me hope or tell me what you think. Yeah, it's 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 definitely has to be quite scary for you. And, you know, and I think we should get specific on the hate because so people understand, you know, it's it's not hate isn't just saying I hate Jews. Right. Because those words, most people aren't dumb enough to say. Um, but you can say you can show your hatred in other ways. Right. And just for, you know, so for our listeners that may not be fully filled in, you know, there's, there's been a, as Aaron mentioned, you know, the black Israelite movement, which essentially claims that, um, you know, black Africans were the original sort of people, therefore the original Jews and that the Ashkenazi Jews, you know, of lighter skin, you know, from a certain region that they're kind of, they don't matter because they're not the real Jews. Right. And we've yeah. seen, and that rhetoric is not new, dude. Fifteen plus years ago, when you know when I was living in New York, uh, you know you saw those guys in street corners wearing purple, handing out flyers. You know that stuff's been around for a long time. Now what's happened is these sort of yeah, as you mentioned, the Farrakhan's and hell. Even there's what Kyrie has kind of Kyrie Irving, you know, and be suspended NBA player. Um, he got in a lot of trouble for sharing a link to a documentary hosted on Amazon Prime that kind of is this really bunk documentary that sort of quote unquote proves, but not proves because it's all crap um, about this sort of theory. And the, the crazy part is Aaron, the, all the backlash, which is justified all the, uh, you know, like if, if you've gone on any of, you know, and I've probably sent you and the guys some links, you know, just like all the people that have come out to defend Kanye and Kyrie from, you know, their own communities. Yeah. And it is disconcerting <coughs> that it's, it's now, as you mentioned, it comes from the right. It comes from the left. It comes from all sides, this sort of conspiracy theory that could, that is really strange. Um, and it's wrong. So, well, there's the two, there's differentiation. There's the, yeah. the right, which is straight up just hate, just, just we hate Jews. And then there's the, this like far left or whatever it is, like the part you were just talking about. There's really two parts and they're both coming at it at the yeah. same time. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. And, but there is one sort of I think I saw an interesting quote in you know on one of these hip hop pages that I follow when it was sort of talking about Kyrie and all that amidst all the support for Kyrie which was probably 90 plus percent um, and support for that message which I don't think was as high there was one comment that really stood out to me that said if you looked what Kanye had said about black Americans. Nobody batted an eye until he started talking about Jewish people. And while you can look at that one way, the other way to look at it, and this, this commenter said, because they act as a community, they react as a community. When there's an injustice, it's so recent to them. You know, just our own parents' lifetimes, even grandparents' lifetimes, they live through this, right? That there, this the Jewish community, better than any other community in the world, says never again, never again will we stop this. And I think there the the 
shining light is that the Jewish population compared to other religions is quite small, quite small. But the power that they wield in coming together to put a stop to hatred is something that everyone else can learn from. All right. And to have the voices heard. And, you know, it's it's the whole stop Asian hate thing that died after two weeks. And Asians are still getting the shit beat out of them and all that stuff that barely lasted. Right. Like BLM as you know, it made a big impact, definitely. But in the end, the organization was corrupt despite the message being wonderful. And that kind of torpedoed it a little bit. And it was all so then filled with a lot of bad actors on both sides that were trying to discredit it for no reasons and people that were causing chaos and stealing money and all this shit. So what you see, I think the Jewish community is the one that stands as a community, is the one where every Jew can say, you know what? If I'm conservative, if I'm liberal, fuck that. That's not right. That's okay. And I think that's something so admirable. And you should take a lot of pride because look how big this has gotten in the news, right? And this isn't someone saying kill Jews, fuck the Jews, all that. Nobody's even said that. But someone says they know where that's going. Well, the the left, the the left, the right wing, you know. But that's not. We're not reacting. We're not reacting to any quotes that's saying that. That's not at all what's in the news. That's not any of this. What Kanye said was that it's the Jewish people that control the media. He shared some imagery of all the Jewish people that do run media companies and then said, oh, it's a big conspiracy that they're kind of running the world. And we've seen that. If Jewish people were running the world, do you honestly think the population would be so small? They'd still be getting oppressed like this. They'd still be, you know, like that's the whole thing. I think any community that is of color or has been put aside should take pride in seeing the Jewish community be as successful financially, executively as possible in the education space. I think that's a thing of pride, not something to tear down. So I want you as a non-Jew to take pride as some, as a person of color saying, I am so in awe of how the Jewish community comes together, how they create a sense of immediate action as a unison. And that is something nobody else does, and it's admirable. And the amount of success that you guys have had despite your detractors is something absolutely phenomenal, and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. So you're in, you're in a good place. You're in a very good place. Well, I like, I like what you just said, and uh, thank you for that. Um, we shall see. But I, uh, I, like, uh, I like what you just said. And also to connect to our theme, uh, Harry Styles has also voiced his... Um, voiced his support to the Jewish uh, for the Jewish community and for one love and all love to all people. So to bring it all back to our ridiculous yeah. theme. Yeah. But um but yes, good words Rohit and um and we won't stop talking about this but um wanted to address it and see your thoughts. So Well, uh, we both hate Jewish people you and I, so we will continue talking yeah, about it. Yeah. We do. <laughs> Oh my God! Throw if anybody's taking this out of context to well. get us canceled, yeah. If anybody's taking this out of context to get us canceled, please don't bother. They can just listen to the first, the last twenty minutes of us going off. So, goddamn, we're a comedy podcast at times too. So, please don't take things out of context. We we did. I did write to Rohit. Um, shoot, in Vegas, we we forgot to si- to sing in the middle of the concert. <laughs> throw throw the Jew down the well from Borat, and. Uh, and uh, and he was like, damn it, that's the one thing we forgot to do. <laughs> the one thing. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, we, we, we do know how to still laugh. It's just yes. uh, some of the stuff gets serious. But we did forget that one thing to do in Vegas. <laughs> well, now we have to go back. We have to go back. We have to have yeah. to go back. Um, yeah. And so with that, we're moving on to a topic we haven't talked about much, but there is a little bit of hope. We've oh, talked God. about cryptocurrency a oh, lot God. on this show. Oh, God. And I, there I, is hope. Uh, okay. Let's did, see. Did you, what do you got? Did you, do you know what the price of Dogecoin, something that you have been used to love and I think despised, do you know what it's done in the last week? Well, I've removed all my crypto alerts and my price watches from the <laughs> All right. Last I checked, um, it was like 6.8 cents. So I'm gonna guess it's, it's now 7. at thirteen. 2. It's at it's at thirteen cents. It's double. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm gonna give you a recommendation. This is an unsolicited recommendation because we are not financial experts by any means. Oh, no. oh, We're no. probably the opposite. Um, I would recommend selling a tiny bit now 
because it okay. just doubled in a week and even sell like like a hundred dollars of it just so you know like you got out when there was a bump up yeah. that's my recommendation to you as someone who sold some of it a like when it was near its peak um yeah. It's like my arm got crushed in the grinder at the factory, but I was able to save my pinky. Yes. So it's Think just of it as it's, it's gonna sandwich with the active pinky. With an active pinky. Think of it as <laughs> ew. <laughs> <laughs> Think of it as though it's this will then this will pay for two and a half seltzers at the Dead Mouse concert. Okay. 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 Yeah. Those seltzers were really expensive. <laughs> yeah i remember i went up to get to get i think five yeah. for for the for five of us and the bill was 92 dollars yeah that, for that five seltzers and i i tried to buy so i bought two rounds and the first round only three people you me and another friend wanted the other two guys didn't want anything i was like you guys sure and i was like as soon as i paid i was like holy crap that was only three drinks (laughs) (laughs) you're like i thought wait did they want one yeah yeah did did they bring my other drinks yeah okay well aaron thank you for that dogecoin update yeah that was that was big and we brought it back to vegas um and and now we have to go we're uh, easy transition into sports. So there's there's two sports things to talk about. One is very simple, and I just want to tell you I'm sad. Um, baseball is about to be over. Um, we have, uh, at this point, uh, one or two more games left, and I just hate when baseball ends because that means we have like four or five months until baseball starts again. And... It's just always a bummer, and especially October baseball. This World Series has been pretty good, and uh, and I just, yeah, I'm just bummed. Um, I don't know do you, if you feel the same. Like you know, football I love; it's fun, but it's it, baseball is the one that like touches my soul, and um, so yeah, I just feel I mean, sad. baseball for both of us is our first love and true love. I think in many ways. Yeah, exactly. And even though admittedly i put way more my attention and energy and effort into nfl um i still will be an adamant defender of baseball i will you know i'll support it wherever can i go to more you know no i definitely go to more nfl games because you know ena season tickets but in my life i've been to way more baseball games than football games in my life i've played way more baseball than football i have way more baseball cards than football cards i have way more baseball video games than football. <laughs> you know it's baseball is such a core part of my <coughs> one thing i will say is it's good to have four months off just it lets our teams heal it also gives us something to be excited for like the when when we start counting down to my pitchers and catchers report it's fun 45 days to pitchers and catchers. Like, that is nice. It's cool. It's like waiting for Christmas. If Christmas was every day, it wouldn't be as fun. And baseball still lasts eight months of the year. You know, it's a long ass. Oh, it's spring training and all that stuff. Oh, and we get the World Baseball Classic. Oh, is it back in LA? No, but it's it's back. But we at least get to watch it. Yeah, but when we got in LA, it was amazing. Um, Yeah. My favorite baseball ever. The... Also, NBA lasts nine months, and that's like way too long. You know, starts oh, NBA October, is way too long. Like I just, it's hard to get into the NBA for a while. Yeah, and football is only five months, which is criminal, criminally short. Um, and so, okay, all right, I feel some hope though that like it'll be nice to you know have a little time to get excited again. Yes, yes, and honestly, the off season is when we get to see the signings and the trades and all that. That shit's super fun. We're seeing what our teams are doing, who they're like. That stuff's great. The rumor mill starts up pretty quick. You know, everybody will be celebrating Houston as new World Series champions. Um, <laughs> probably by the time you listen to this, uh, oh, your Astros. Astros, your Astros, yeah, my Houston Astros. Um, and for the listeners, I am not a Houston Astro fan. I actually dislike them. And I actually don't even hate the Phillies, but I dislike the city of Philadelphia more than either of those things. So <laughs> go Astros. You don't like you don't like Kyle Rittenhouse Square? <laughs> <laughs> They're a one bridge having fucking town. Um, no, I actually even like hanging out in Philly. I just, I have many friends that are Philly sports fans and they're, 
I would say raucous to say the to say the least. Well, have you seen during the World Series? Like they're insane. Yeah, they're insane. They, they're it's, like they they don't sit for a second. They scream at everyone. They're really mean to like everyone. <laughs> Children, elderly, animals. Yeah. They eat horse shit. They eat horse shit. <laughs> Literally, it's on video. And oh, yeah. I think it's really funny when they're sad. And so I'm I'm like 35% rooting for the Astros to win, 65% rooting for Philly fans to be sad. Okay, fair. Even though, by the way, no matter what, for th- this season for the Phillies, they're, they're, this is a win for them. Oh, they sure. are going to be sad. But it's painful to lose in the World Series, and I want to see them lose, and I want to see that sadness. Okay. I want to obviously want them to win. I hate the Astros and it'd be cool to see Bryce Harper get his uh, ring. But, uh, and and those uniforms of Phillies were in game. (coughs) What what game number was it last night? Five, five. Yeah. We're pure sex. They're 80. Yeah. It was so good. The old school. Yeah. And so we have the hope there. And then there's one other thing. This isn't sport. This is sports adjacent Yep. because in Vegas, you could bet, on the uh, political, um, the like the the elections, the political thing, the yeah. elections that are coming up, and it made me feel very, very hopeless seeing what what Vegas had the odds on for, um, for some of the most disgusting candidates I've ever seen in political history. And they're all favored to win. Herschel Walker, who's a goddamn oh. idiot, like oh. he is a That's idiot, terrible. He is an awful, terrible a dick, man. He sucks. He's awful. He's so bad. Um, <clears throat> and then Doctor Oz, who's like equal, totally different type of awful, terrible person. Like against, I mean, he's for most things that I hate. Um, and I think are like the worst. Like it, it just, yeah, he's um, an we don't need to get it, but the dude's winning. He's going to win. Um, and, and then, uh, and then in general, the, uh, the odds are huge that, um, Republicans and in, in the current Republican party, which even a lot of Republicans don't like is going to win. So the predictions, the uh, odds in Vegas are so in favor. It just made me feel completely hopeless because, uh, again, this current state of the Republican Party that a lot of Republicans also hate is favored because it's pretty extreme, or fa- is favored to win. And so it's a sports-adjacent Vegas update, but any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean... I don't. I'm not remotely even zero point zero three percent surprised at these results. Everybody thought it'd be a huge red wave based on the economy. Sad thing is, is you know, so oftentimes we have to choose between the health and wealth of our families and the health and wealth of our social culture, right? And people, and sometimes you know, it's it's there's it sucks that we have to choose between the two. One party is cruel, has no understanding of what humanity and people are going through or compassion. And the other party has no clue in how to run a country financially. And it's, they're both, they're all run by narcissists. They are continually putting our country in a worse and worse spot where we go. So yeah, I just, for me, uh, I think it's great that there's gambling because at least you can make something interesting and good out of a bad result, no matter which way it goes. Yeah, but if I bet on the underdogs, they're probably going to lose. Like if I bet on uh, on Warnock, who's going against Herschel Walker, which is unbelievable to wait, think wait, that wait, Herschel. Wait, are you, wait, is Herschel Walker the favorite? Yes, in Vegas, oh. it was like it was like minus one. Yeah, he was big favorites. Like the odd wasn't the odds weren't even good. Are you serious? Yeah, but he's so fucking dumb. Yes, he's oh, so dumb, no. and his oh, policies no. are so out there, no, and his no. he's a bad person, terrible person. Oh, that's re- and Warnock is, seems pretty chill. Yeah, he's good. He's one of the politicians you want in office. Yeah. Oh God. Oh God. Oh, that's terrible. 
I just thought you were mentioning him. I didn't know that he was a favorite. Okay. No, no. These were the exact odds when I went to the sports book. Well, then here's the hope I can bring you. Bet on him. At least you'll be hedging your bets. At least you'll get something out of it. And if he loses, then then you'll be like, I don't care that he lost um, or that I lost as long as he did. So it's literally the perfect hedge. It's a good, it's a good try. Rowan, you, you gave a valiant effort. You know that this is just depressing. Well, let's move to our debate because we're not going to get anywhere with this. This is depressing. Um, and our debate is a quick and spicy one. And it is Elon Musk. And the debate question is, is he a good thing or a bad thing for society? And Rohit, you have the floor. I will say immediately, despite how problematic and how awful he is, if anything, I think he's great for society um, <laughs> for many reasons. One, as an investor and as a leader in technology, he's definitely pushed us ahead to space to payment, to transportation, all these things, right? You can't deny the amount of success that comes from him. Um, And despite him having some, you know, sharing some, you know, possibly fake news um, on his platform, using his platform um, for what people disagree with, I think the beauty of it is that finally, even though the message may be wrong, you disagree with it, you cannot have a... Some people are saying, oh, well, when these voices are heard, it's a danger to democracy. So you're saying democracy only works when one opinion is heard. And I think even though certain voices may be wrong, he is doing what he can to make sure all voices, even the wrong voices, are heard. And that's the only way we have democracy is when all voices are heard for better or for worse. So people can see the bad. People can make decisions. People can understand versus them being controlled. And so that's why I think all the fucking melt. Dude, Twitter hasn't changed any moderation rules. Not one moderation rule has changed. Yet people are acting already as if the platform's dead and blah, 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 blah. The only thing he's doing is like, hey, if you're verified, we'll still go through the same verification process, but now you got to pay $8 a month. Most people that are verified can fucking afford it. I can't. Yeah. And then so far. And who cares then? Then you don't have to be verified. You're still Aaron Wolf. You still have your big following. Who cares? My following isn't that big. On Twitter, it's it's kind of weak. But it but I do have that. I don't. I, okay. Well, let me let me get to, sure your counterpoint. My counterpoint because I completely one hundred percent disagree with you, um, which is why this is a debate. I think Elon Musk. If you know the phrase "jump the shark," it's usually when a TV show um, like passes its prime. But I think Elon Musk jumped the shark. When he went on TV, when he hosted Saturday Night Live, I think that was the end of him being um, a good person for our society. Because before that, Elon Musk was about the people, was about doing things for the betterment of the people. And for whatever reason, he went on Saturday Night Live and it was the Elon Musk show. Everyone was all about him. And he became, maybe he always was, but he just became an outward narcissist. It, everything he did, instead of being about making society better, it may it was about what makes Elon Musk feel better in that moment. And with him buying Twitter and being on Twitter, Twitter is no longer Twitter to me. Twitter is Elon Musk. He is making Twitter about Elon Musk. Jack Dorsey, who was the was the old uh, head of Twitter, didn't he invent it or found yeah, it or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Um, he didn't make it about Jack Dorsey. A lot, most people probably don't even know that name. But Elon Musk is making Twitter all about Elon Musk. Um, Elon Musk is making any, and, and his political, like I don't know Jack Dorsey's political views or anything like that. He's Elon Musk libertarian, is pretty libertarian, Jack Dorsey. Yeah. Okay, but most people don't. I'm saying, yeah. like most people, he could walk down the street and most people wouldn't even know who he is. He just has a huge beard. But like Elon Musk is making everything that he does now about Elon Musk. And it is it is cringeworthy, annoying, and it makes me one. I don't I don't agree with or um, support a lot of the stances he's been taking, including some of the fake news he spreads. And two, I just don't. You know, the Elon Musk show just making it about him, it ruins the very 
thing that he's talking about, which is free speech. To me, Elon Musk, if you're so about free speech, stay out of it. Stop talking and just let people, let others talk. I don't know if free speech means that you don't talk yourself. And also, no, but, but he, but he's, but he's taught like he's combating people when they talk instead of just, um, like, uh, a friend of ours just sent a great, a great tweet actually that, um, I will uh, read it to you, even though you've read it. Um, It is, Trump is a poster, Musk is a reply guy. And I despise Trump. I think he's uh, the disgust of society. But it's true. He's at least on the poster. Musk is the one replying to people now when he should just shut up. Like, don't, you don't need to get... I don't understand what the burn on that is. So what? Some people are better at posting. Some people are better at replying. Like, who cares? Like, what is the burn? What? If he's about what he said he's about, which he's not, then don't, like, yeah, sure, post. Like, say things you want to say. But stop just trying to, like, start shit with people. Uh, don't I interject. Mean, You're the one who owns the platform. You're the one who owns the but, platform. But if he's for free speech, what's wrong with interjecting? If people are putting things out of public space for public applies, what is wrong with interjecting? I think it defeats the whole purpose of what of what he claims to stand for, which I don't think he really stands for anything. I just think he loves himself. He, I mean, his whole thing was he's just going to have less people banned and more voices heard. That's his only thing. And he hasn't even instituted anything that's going to be doing that. But oh yeah, I didn't understand. he re, didn't he put Kanye back up? Yeah, yeah. I mean, here's the thing: cool. free speech means letting more people speak, and he's doing that. great, great. But that's the thing: it's free speech is about protecting the controversial voices. It's not about protecting. Only the good voices. Well, here, I'll just say this. We've both given our argument. We are definitely not going to uh, come to a uh, agreement in this debate, which is why I wanted this debate to be the topic. But please, listeners, chime in with with who you, uh, wh- what you think about, about this. Yeah. Do you think Elon Musk jumped the shark when he hosted Saturday Night Live? And he is now a really annoying narcissist and a problem for society or are you like Rohit and you enjoy or do I think that his battle against people that want to stifle speech and the the fascists that claim that no not everybody gets to speak only approved speech um, do you think that is a thing for good that he's doing and that therefore even though he's wrong in many things he's saying he's protecting our rights so yeah let us know what you think let us know what you think that's our debate and uh, Rohit I think you as we go to the uh, towards oh and and just to uh Connect it, sorry, to our theme of, uh, of, of, uh, <laughs> of Harry Styles in Vegas. Um, I'm pretty sure Harry Styles does not like Elon Musk. I mean, I don't care what he, who he likes. Let's just keep doing good music, bro. Do your thing. It's our theme. It's our theme. We have to connect it. <laughs> oh yeah. That's a good point. Um, Elon could buy Harry, uh, Harry Styles. And his whole family. So that's one thing, too. He could could put them in cages. (laughs) He could afford to. Do you know how many screaming girls would go up to those cages and watch? Oh, yeah. Think of all the money he could make. Think of the profit that comes from that. From going to see Harry Styles in the cages. Like Barnum and Bailey. He'll just have a, you know, he'll have Harry like with like a ankle chain (laughs) and like a fucking ringmaster with a whip. Saying, sing the next song now. And then wow. Harry will come out and he'll be crawling on all fours. He's like, yes, master. And yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. All our hair, yeah. the, all the, all the teenage girls who listen to our show are stopping. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. We're losing. Yeah. We're losing our younger Gen Z audience. Um, two guys. In well, the 40s. well, uh, well, go Facebook portal. Yeah. Facebook portal. So actually, this works pretty well off the, um, off the last topic, but so according to Business Insider, uh, Washington Times, and all lots of um, uh, news sources, it's been revealed that Facebook had opened up um, a portal for government officials um, to request that content that they don't approve can be throttled or suppressed. Everything from responses to people co- from the COVID nineteen pandemic to vaccines, racial justice, and even people that going against Ukraine, U.S.'s support for Ukraine, um, have all been reported. That this the government has asked them to t- 
tone down and remove these from the people's feeds. Facebook has opened this up to the government. This to me is so fucking dangerous because the, the idea of misinformation, quote unquote, <coughs> being determined by government officials is the most dystopian, like Chinese government or 1984 thing ever. And that Facebook, where a huge amount of conversation discussion is where you can't even post something because the government doesn't want you talking about it. Whether it's a Hunter Biden laptop that was proved true or whether it was even origins of the COVID vaccine, which then Biden later said, yes, this is where it came from. All these things were suppressed. And it was just revealed that Facebook had opened a back door for government to do that. How do you feel about that? And how can you bring hope out of that? Yeah, and I'll, I'll add to it that they did a thing because I put on Instagram and Facebook that little quote, of, that, that little thing about stop the Jew hate and educate. And on Facebook, it said that from now until the elections, anything that has any social or any, any they're going to flag words. So, oh, so we're, it was like a notification on my Facebook. So things like Jew hate would be flagged. And I noticed it wasn't, it got buried. Like no, no one saw that post. And I thought, well, this is really weird. Cause that's a, I'm trying to say something positive and Facebook is just flagging it because it has the words Jew and hate in it. Um, but I will give you hope. The hope is that Facebook is way, 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 way less relevant than it used to be. And the other platforms like Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter for the time being are more relevant. Um, Facebook is the dying breed comparatively. Um, and so I don't think, I don't think it matters like it would have, let's say three, four years ago. Here's the thing, though. Facebook, you know, includes Meta. I mean, Facebook has 300, you know, quarter billion monthly users. They also own Instagram, which has 2 billion monthly users. Right? But is this That's happening a, on Instagram or just so Facebook? They haven't revealed if it's all of Meta or just Facebook. But the, even you can't disagree that when the Earth has 7 billion people and a quarter of a billion people are on Facebook, you know, and getting their information from there. And the, the, like that is Highly but you don't feel a little hope that at least it's no, not. No, here's the thing. When Ru everybody's like, oh, Russia stole the election by buying some ads in 2016. Everybody's like, oh, Russia colluded the Russia like, because they bought ads. Meanwhile, our own government. I want the people who complained about Russian ads on Facebook as Russia influencing our election. I want those same people to address the fact that our own government is choosing what information people can and cannot see around election time, around the past few years. I want those same people to justify it because that to me is the biggest hypocrisy and the most dangerous thing that people can say is, is oh yeah, it's okay for our government to control messaging. It's totally okay because yeah, it's the good guys doing it. What about when the bad guys get in office? What about when the bad guys decide what's misinformation? <coughs> and I don't feel hope that it's it's small because it's not small. A quarter billion people, it's not small. That And so this to me is fucking disgusting. The, as you know, for all listeners, my utter distaste for the government can never be overstated because they are cronies and pure evil. And this is just another example of the evilness of our government. And everybody just goes along with it. Yeah, because their guys are in office. And I don't have guys in office. I never will have guys in office. I don't subscribe to either of these parties. And so what's happening now is going to happen at a worse part later when the people that you don't like are in office. And I just don't think, I think that's fucking dangerous. And All right. Here's, the, here's the hope I'm going to give you because with, uh, with uh, where you're at with this topic, um, I really just need you to do one thing. Zen back with me for a minute. Put your, put your, put your head in a in a happy in a happier place think about a week ago when we were at a pool in Las Vegas listening to great music while sipping on watermelon juice and 
the, everything everything was pretty and the the weather was beautiful. Are you with me? Are you in that place? Oh, yes, I'm, I'm. I'm having that watermelon sugar high. There it is. There's the Harry Styles. Uh, yeah. There's the Harry Styles uh, connection. And with, with that, we're on to hopeless TV. Yeah, <laughs> we're getting out of also, this. Also, just just a reminder: the government are all liars. They think we're all dumb, and they treat us like we're dumb. And the thing is, they're right because people just go along with this. But anyway, let's. Move oh, on. people! Most people are very stupid. Yeah, um, including so, us. Including us. What me and you? Yeah, we are. Oh, we're the we're the kings of the stupid. We are peak specimens of stupid. Yes. So hopeless TV. Um, I guess we each have a topic here. I feel yeah. hopeless about the, um, the. I feel hopeless about TV as a whole, because as of one, I hate this. Like that, the like the NFL is now on Amazon. Baseball did it some days too. It's probably going to be more. I just hate that. Like everything's on on these disconnected platforms and it's hard to find anything it's not just about like a streaming show or a streaming movie it's like i'm watching like no nfl thursday football because it's just too hard to find i just don't care enough so i haven't i haven't i oh i told you yesterday i have watched zero thursday night football as a protest but then i realized i'm a very bad protester because I did watch the Dolphins game on Thursday Night Football. So I didn't totally protest it. But I hate this pay-to-play, and I hate it even more because uh, as of yesterday, I believe, Netflix started its, uh, one of its tiers is now you watch Netflix with ads. So what in the world is the difference now between the streamers and TV? All it is is that you have to pay for more things in more different ways, and it's just costing us more because... Uh, these, the executives and the um, the suits in these corporations don't forward think. They just want to make a buck for a qu- so they have a good quarter. And they didn't realize that the streaming thing obviously had a dead end because there's only so many subscribers before you reach a dead end, and then you're going to have to go right back to where you started. It's funny. You'd think that after all these years, maybe those big corporate cable executives smoking cigars and me tooing people. Um, or being con- not, or being guilty of me too, which they should yeah. have, you know, thank God it got some of those assholes out, but maybe they were right all along in terms of a, the consolidation of all these services into a cable platform. And yeah, it's annoying. I feel there was one of the world series games we couldn't watch because it was an ESPN plus, or maybe it was like NLDS or NLCS. Or no, it was, uh, it was. I don't know. It wasn't a World Series. The World it was, Series. It was, on it was, Fox. I think it was probably is like one of the championship series games. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. But regardless, not World Series, but still, like ESPN Plus is like how many things do I have to subscribe to? And another thing about Netflix, they raise their prices, and to then only make the previous price that's the ad tier. So it's it's we see what you're doing. We're not fucking dumb, Netflix. We get it. Good thing about Amazon is most normal people have Amazon Prime, you know, for just for their packages and shit. So they'll have the Amazon Prime Video. Apple TV. Yeah, but you still have to click over. It's just, I just like, yeah. And I don't clicking over or changing a fucking channel with your remote. No big difference to me on that. Um, No, it's not a channel for me. I have to go to a different remote, turn on that remote, turn off the TV. Like the world series and the Thursday night football game are on at the same time. I'm going to watch the world series over some dumb Thursday night football game. That doesn't really matter. And so I'd have to turn off the World Series every time to just go check the score. So I just periodically looked at my phone when I remembered that it was that the game was going on. I saw, okay, the Eagles went one, whatever, who cares? But it's just annoying. It's like they just made it everything more difficult. Yeah, I, I don't I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Flipping between streaming services <clears throat> or cable streaming services is very hard. And it's only gonna get worse, dude. It's only going to get worse. Yeah, now Whoever, Netflix Whoever solves the problem, the streaming problem, the consolidation problem, is going to literally become a trillionaire. Um, Let's figure it out. Okay, on our next show, we're going to have it figured out. Yes, yes. And someone please give us billions of dollars to make it happen. And Um, tell us how to figure it out. All right. My other hopeless TV is actually, I don't know if it's hopeless, hopeless, but I just wanted to kind of provide a little bit of review of the movie Barbarian, which have you watched yet? No, I was going to last night. I I told you I was going to, but you said it's yeah. terrifying, and I did want it's to get really sleep. Scary. It's really scary, and I'll just, I just I I hope 
that the everybody listening to this gives Barbarian a watch on HBO. It's streaming for free um, if you have HBO. And it's streaming. It's, I love how people say it's streaming. It's look, it's streaming for free if you pay $15 a month to get it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's about a girl who goes, who checks into an Airbnb and somebody's already there. And you think, okay, it's dude, would you be trapped in a house? Like, no. I was so impressed because horror, here's the thing. I'm a huge, huge fan of horror, not just because I like to feel scared. To me, it's, you know, it's like the spicy food of film and TV. Um, but to be able to create such a visceral emotion in someone requires truly craft and understanding of the human nature. And after a while, after you see the same kind of horror over, it's not scary anymore, right? You need to come up with new ways to frighten people. And I think that is truly the masterfulness of horror. And I think what they did with Barbarian was gave you new ways to be scared. And now they're making people scared of Airbnb. I think it's genius. It was so well made, so well acted. It's a very, very small cast um, and really, really good. I'm I'm so impressed with it and I loved it. It earned its 92 Rotten Tomato scores. We know Rotten Tomato scores are often bullshit and lying, um, whether they're getting tanked one way, haters here, whatever. Um, or the ones, but, some of the ones that are loved. It's like you watch, you're like, this is unbearable. This, this is, yeah. Yeah, you see like a 97 critic score and then a 13 audience score because you know the critics are all just like sucking their own dicks. Like, oh, well, this is like the couple, this is the one that we're supposed to like. Uh. And, and like, the movie's like, called this. like The Box and it's like different angled shots of a box. Yeah. And the critics oh, yeah. are like, that's oh, yeah. brilliant. It's brilliant. It, it really captures the essence of what could or couldn't be in that box. Yeah. Yeah, and, this box achieves social and and gender justice because <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like what the fuck are you even talking about, man? It's a gender neutral box. Yeah, exactly. So, if you like some good old horror, it's not, even though it's after Halloween, it's not too late. It's really scary and really, really good and really well made. Well, I don't need to give you hope for that because I'll just have to watch it. Yep, that's my hope that you'll watch it. That I convince at least one person. And then, so we we're gonna wrap up our show with. First, we guess the BTS favorite K-pop band. Some of them are now going to the military. We have, um, uh, we've loved them since this show started. Now we know a lot more about them. We basically gave them their fame. So, Roic, can you guess what is happening with BTS now? Uh, they, well, they all went to the army. No, they didn't all go. Oh. They're going like sporadically. Um, they are getting into pro gaming. Ooh, good guess. I really like that guess. You're wrong, but I love that guess. No, one of, so one of RM, one of the members of BTS, he uh, talked to Rolling Stone because he, it, one, he told, he was honest that he gets really, really nervous um, uh, performing, which I respect and like that the, they aren't, it's, they're not just like, like, it's so easy to be BTS. I'm sure it's been, I'm sure there's a lot, there's a lot that goes with being like the biggest superstars on the planet. And, um, but he also is uh, collaborating with Pharrell, which I think could be really sick. Okay. Okay. That should be fun. So I mean, a solo album, a BTS, some of them are doing these solo albums now and a solo album of a, a BTS member with Pharrell, which I think could be, could be pretty sick. Okay. Well, let, let's, let's give that a listen. It'll be the sixth BTS song we've heard or related one. <laughs> yes. So and as huge fans, it's important that we keep up to date. And also, I just want to add that it's. I think it's really nice. I agree that he admitted that he gets like nervousness and all that stuff. I mean, for me, I, that's surprising to me, but I think it's refreshing because not everybody is as sort of, I guess, mentally off as I am. Because you put me in front of a crowd, I'm like, yes, it's time to look at me. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is my spotlight. You know, and that's literally how I operate my entire life. Um, and there probably is something chemically wrong with me because of that. But, yeah. um, I don't look, get stage fright. I don't get nervous before crowds. Even before a presentation or performance, I fucking love it. I love it. Yeah, I, I'm a little bit like you. Um, I'm not, I'm not that I'm not that I'm not that boastful about it, but I'm oh, yeah. 
but I, 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 uh, once I'm in a, in front of a crowd giving a speech or doing something like that, I, uh, kind of forget about everything else. And it's just like this Zen moment. Yeah. I mean, Aaron, half the reason I'm on this podcast is so I can hear myself talk. I know. That's why you, so Rohit listen, re-listens to the podcast, yeah. but he skips. It's like, he has a button that he made that's called skip Aaron. So yeah. it's, it's just to make sure all he hears is his quips, his grunts, his comments, his topics, but he skips my voice completely. Oh yeah. Well, actually I use pro tools and I actually just like turn down your audio layer and I just have it just right. me and I just like play it on loop. You know, as I'm going through the day, like working out, making dinner, you know, walking the dog. I just listen to myself over and over and over. It's great. Yeah, it was it was weird, like in when we hang out and he's just got headphones on always. And I'm talking to him. I'm trying to have a conversation, but he's just listening to this podcast. I'm listening to me. (laughs) Exactly. And so we have one hope in 60. As we conclude this show, this Oh no! One second. What happened? Um, sorry, a little glitch. Um, at, we have one hope in sixty. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. So the hope in sixty. Do we have a timer? Uh oh yeah. Duh. By the way, when we say we have a glitch, it's been my headphone ear keeps falling out of my ear. So that was the glitch. Nice. All right. Uh, and Aaron's got the topic and he's going to take 30 seconds to tell me about it. And I will take 30 seconds to answer it. And we're going to try and be strict on that time before the buzzer rings. Um, I'm very worried about violence coming up in the coming days with the elections after seeing Nancy Pelosi's husband get beaten by a, with a hammer uh, at his own home. And not only did that happen, but then some notable people, including Donald Trump Jr., made fun of it. People who also could be attacked. So I am just very concerned with the state of our country and with the fact that this is happening and uh, and it's scary. I will bring you hope and it's that we're not politicians. <laughs> Dude, with 22 seconds to spare. <laughs> so we're safe. Yeah. We're, we're yeah. safe. No sk- yeah, no skit off my back. I mean, to be fair, like, neither, neither was he, but yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, I feel okay. I feel hope. We're safe. Yeah. TLDR. I don't care. <laughs> All right, great. With time to spare, we that this is this is why we do. We bring you hope. We bring you hope so fast. <laughs> that was hope in like thirty-five. It's uh, that was hope in thirty-five seconds. Yeah. So finally, You're welcome, listeners. Yes. Uh, and finally, we have we, we what we we're skipping submissions today because we're running a little over. So we'll get to them next week. But uh, you have some hope fulfilled to end our yes. show. Yes, and this is for all of our Harry Potter fans out there. Um, you know when the when there's a scene in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Um, spoiler alert: if you haven't seen the film or read the books, but Dobby dies, and there's a grave that they built for him on the beach in Wales. Um, and over the years, fans have kind of like, they've actually kept that little tombs, that little grave point up from the movie. It's just kind of stayed up. And over years, fans have kind of like went out of their way to pay to visit, sometimes even leaving socks. Um, but the people at the Freshwater Trust, uh, or sorry, the National Trust in Wales, um, they said that it's they were going to remove it, but after enough visitor outcry, they decided they're going to keep it. But they've asked people to stop leaving socks. But the good news is <laughs> that Dobby, who is a symbol of a freed elf and someone that was discarded by society until you know a boy truly found that, listen, he's just as equal to us and just as wonderful as us, his memorial will remain. And so if and whenever I make it to, to Wales, I'll get to be there. I won't bring a sock, but I'll just... You know, pay my respects to Dobby, the freed house elf. Can you leave a boa from a Harry Styles concert? <laughs> yeah, I, I I technically could. I technically could. And there you go. We'll tie it back to our theme and wrap our show. Yes. Thank you for listening. We've covered it all for you. And then I just dropped my ear, my headset again. And uh, until next week, I'm Aaron. He's Rohit. Keep staying hopeful. Yes, stay hopeful.
cold and bleak and you just can't take it anymore. Here it comes, that glimmer of hope, a light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless show, with Aaron and